The Royals sweep the Twins. Good quality start from Josh Winder. But I have some questions about Winder's viability as a starter. We're going to break it all down on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker, Season 3, hosting this podcast on a daily basis. Season 4, writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. Twins are not going out on a high note at all. Josh Weiner had a quality start today, but I do have questions about his viability as a starter a week ago today I was sitting here and I was saying hey the twins have a big road trip ahead they got five in Cleveland they got three in Kansas City if they go something like seven and one they should be back in first place and in the driver's seat well they went one and seven they went one and seven the team last year the 2021 twins which many view as one of the most disappointing twins teams of all time one of the worst teams we've seen in comparison to their expectations that team in August and September at least in August and September played respectable baseball last year in the final two months the 2021 twins went 29 and 28 in their final you know month and one series that that leaked into into October 29 and 28 so they finished Above 500 over the last couple months, which at that time it was like a moral victory because the season was so bad and they had to trade Jose Barrios or they didn't have to, but they traded Jose Barrios. They traded away Nelson Cruz. They still finished 29 and 28. This year's team, let me tell you, in September, in August and September, in a team that we viewed, many viewed because they're in first place all summer, as a playoff hopeful at the very minimum with the loss today, they lost today. And, and waiting for this to load 20 and 29, 20 and 29 in August and September. So the team you've seen over the last two months is worse than the 2021 twins were in August and September. It's wild how much this has shifted. It's shifted so much. The, the perception of the season is going to shift. The end of this year is going to ruin their record. I mean, they're, they're likely, you know, they're four games below 500. They're probably going to lose 85 games, which seemed inconceivable even a month ago like to lose 85 games and maybe I shouldn't be surprised because we always talk about this but since May since May 25th the Twins record overall is 46 and 61 they are 15 games below 500 since May 25th 15 games below 500 since May since May I mean I graduated from Mizzou right around that time that feels like centuries ago it wasn't even the summer yet there are 15 games below 500 since then it's been a slow burn but I'm still I'm still pretty surprised with how low they are sinking even now I get it the the lineups are bad the lineups they're trying out there are full of of you know saints it doesn't they get swept by the royals the royals are trying out triple a lineups too you know that's there's no excuse to get swept it's it's an ugly finish. They're, they're not losing with any dignity or going out with any dignity. 
I should say. It's ugly. They got 12 games left. We're almost done. And we are. We've started to look forward to 2023. We've started to look forward. And I understand that many have started to look forward. So a, a key part of 2023 in my mind is what the Twins get out of Josh Winder. He was a key part of this year, too. He's a part of that pitching pipeline. Winder coming into the season, uh, I think consensus top 10 Twins prospect. I don't know who didn't have him in the top 10. He was certainly in my top 10. Winder coming into the year, somebody who was a breakout last year and somebody we were watching to really impact this rotation in this club. And you shouldn't rely on rookie pitchers like that, but the Twins didn't go out and get another frontline starter. So we were looking to the system. Hey, they must have a lot of faith in Josh Winder. And I think rightly so. He had a velocity breakout. He was 96, 97. You know, he's older, he's big, he's strong, and he has good control. You know, he controls three pitches. His slider's an elite pitch. It's his best pitch, uh, definitely his best pitch, but his changeup has good numbers this year too. And he's 25 years old. He's going to be 26 in October. No reason why this guy can't be a mid-rotation starter right now. And I think that's still the feeling on him for 2023. The good parts of Josh Winder. The slider has been terrific. The, the numbers on the slider are terrific. The expected Woba, the expected batting average, the whiff rate. It's an elite pitch, much like Griffin Jackson's slider was last year as a starter. It's an elite pitch. And I'm going to make some parallels here from Winder to Jax because it's a, it's, a similar, it's a similar type of pitcher. And I know a lot of pitchers have fastball slider change, but Winder and Jax, both right-handed, both with elite sliders, their best pitch is the slider. And Jacks with a pretty decent changeup too. Winder with a pretty decent changeup. The fastballs are the difference. Griffin Jacks is not a reliever because of his slider. He's, I mean, that's why he's a reliever now and throwing a bunch of sliders. That's why he's a good reliever is because he's a slider, a slider heavy guy, and it's a great pitch. But he's not a reliever because of his slider. He's a reliever because of his fastball because he can't maintain mid nineties velocity and good characteristics on the fastball. It just gets destroyed. And what we saw with him. The first time through the order, he was excellent as a starter because he could go slider heavy and then they would catch on. And against lefties, he got destroyed. It was very obvious. With Josh Winder, it's less obvious, but you look at the characteristics of his fastball this year. There's a reason his strikeout rate is so low. Today, take today. He had a quality start today, but a lot of hard contact. The average exit velocity on his four-seam fastball today on balls in play was 97.4 miles an hour. Aaron Judge's average exit velocity this year is 95.7 miles an hour. So Royals hitters had a higher average exit velocity on Josh Winder's fastball today. Royals hitters than Aaron Judge has on the season in a truly historic season. It, it's gotten crushed. It's not just today. It wasn't just a bad, bad fastball day for Josh Winder. Entering today, opponents were hitting 333 with a Woba at a ridiculous Four, I have to confirm this number, 468 Woba on the fastball, on the four-seamer. Slugging percentage, 681. Whiff rate, 13%. That pitch has gotten crushed. What does that mean? Does that mean his days as a starter are over? Not necessarily. We're going to get to it after this word from Nugenics. Do you remember when winning felt easy? That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, 
get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It's been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. You can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text MLB to 231-231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text MLB to 231-231. That's MLB to 231-231. Message and data rates apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms. Are, is Josh Winder going to be a starter for the Twins? Does this mean it's over? His basketball gets destroyed? No, I don't necessarily think his days as a starter are over. He's going to get more opportunities to be a starter. It's jarring, though. It is jarring to see these numbers on his fastball because this is a guy coming into the season who had added a bunch of velo- added velocity to his fastball. He pitches, he pitches the upper tier of the zone, gets swings and misses up there. I didn't really see this as an issue. I thought, oh, it's going to play. You know, his slider's a great pitch. And I want to emphasize, his the numbers on his slider are excellent. Expected Woba on the slider is 237. Expected Woba on the fastball, 460. And actually, another good part of this is his changeup expected Woba is at 287. That pitch has gotten hit a lot harder than it should by the expected numbers. Whiff rate on the changeup, 34%. Whiff rate on the slider, 31%. There's swing and miss here. It just hasn't been with the fastball. It is concerning because this is kind of the case with Griffin Jackson. This is part of the reason Jacks moved to the bullpen. They're different. You know, they're different. I think Winder, I mean, clearly has a better chance to be a starter. Jax is already a reliever, but he can maintain, you know, 94, 95 throughout a start. Jax was more 92, 93. I just wonder when will it get to the point where you can't get around these numbers? You, you can't pitch with a fastball as a starter that gets hit like that. It is it is not viable. It's viable as a reliever because you know what he's going to do? He's going to do what Griffin Jacks does and that's throw 40 50% sliders and you know 15% changeups and then his fastball is his third pitch essentially because it's one inning at a time. As a starter, you can do that to an extent, but you still need the fastball. You still need a a, a decent fastball. It doesn't even have to be a good fastball. A decent fastball with a great slider That'll play, but this is a fastball that's getting crushed. Average exit velocity on his four-seamer before today, 94 miles an hour. I mentioned Aaron Judge, 95.7 miles an hour on balls coming off his bat this year. 94 would rank fourth behind Judge, Jordan Alvarez, and Giancarlo Stanton. So guys turn into Aaron Judge against Josh Winder's fastball. The Royals turn into a lineup full of Aaron Judge level hitters against this fastball and he's not getting swings and misses on it. It's something to watch. I think the best role for Winder and we'll we'll get into this more in the offseason as we kind of review, give grades and talk about roles for next year, but I think right now it makes a lot of sense for him to be a long reliever. I think you're going to see that strikeout rate go up. I think you're going to see the fastball velocity go up. That's that's a significant factor in all of this is the velocity on the fastball. If he was like he was in Tampa in his first start, his first actual real start as a major league pitcher, 96, 97. It's a different conversation because you're going to get more swings and misses. There's going to be weaker contact, but when it's 93, 94, and maybe his shoulder has something to do with this, it just makes it less viable. It makes it less viable for you to be a starter long-term. These numbers are ridiculously poor against the fastball. So we'll see if the twins make a change. 
I think it's enticing to think about Josh Winder as a Griffin Jacks kind of twin because Jacks was 93 last year, average with a fastball, and now he's 96. His slider went from 85 to 88. I think you'd see Josh Winder, a healthy Josh Winder, which he's, he seems healthy right now. You'd see him go average fastball at 94. I think that's bumping 97. I think he can get up to 98. I think his slider would be 87, 88. I think his changeup would be in the 90s. You saw 90 mile an hour changeups today in Kansas City. He has the weapons to be a very good major league pitcher. I don't know that he has the weapons to be a very good major league starter. I think he would be an awesome reliever. I think he'd be a really solid Griffin Jacks type reliever. But the, that limits your ceiling because the Twins, if they continue to move guys to the bullpen and other guys don't pan out and other guys get hurt, you're out of pitching prospects. You know, guys like Winder, I think they need to to find a way to to get them to start. So this is a big offseason for him. I think he will go into next year as a breakout candidate for the 2023 Twins because if he figures that out, I don't know what needs to be done. If he needs to reach back for more, find a way to get more spin on the pitch. I don't know what needs to happen there, but if he can figure out the fastball problem and just not, he doesn't even have to become like an elite fastball by any means, just not at this level. He's going to be a very good starter. I think he'll be a mid to front rotation, front of the line rotation starter right now. He's not because of that. But as I said, the slider is elite and against right-handed hitters this year, right-handed hitters against that slider and he's heavy slider against righties, 55% are hitting 195 off that pitch with a Woba at 249 and whiffing 32% of the time, but righties against the fastball are hitting 410. You get the idea. The fastball hasn't been good for Josh Winder. I still think he can be a good starter. It's going to take some tweaking. I think he definitely would be a very good reliever if he was healthy. This is, uh, this is like I said, this is an ugly finish for the Twins. There's no way around it. Shohei Otani is going to pitch Friday at Target Field. It sounds like against Louis Varlin, but... This is kind of what we're getting up for now. Shohei Otani. Otani's pitching at Target Field. It's super cool, obviously, always to see him play. But this was supposed to be a time when we were really excited about the Twins' playoff chase. Like, thinking about first-round matchups. Are they going to play Tampa? Are they going to play Seattle? Are they going to play Toronto? Who are they going to play in the first round at Target Field? And this season is just flipped in a, a crazy way. This year is different. Like, the feeling now is different than it was last year at this time. I think last year at this time, we had gotten so used to a lost season. I had gotten so used to a lost season that by the time it was September 23rd or whatever, September 22nd, we had accepted months ago that the season was over. But we're kind of going through, at least I am, the the grieving right now with 12 games left and trying to get through those final 12 games, I think, is difficult for fans. And now you got football starting and people are watching football and it's who wants to watch this Twins team right now? They can't even beat the Royals in Kansas City. There seems to be, and I don't want to speculate. I'm not, I, I don't know. But it looks that way on the field too, doesn't it? <laughs> it looks like a lot of these guys just want it to be over. And that's that's unacceptable. You know, this is a, this is a final 12-game stretch where they need to finish strong and find a way to win some games. It's not... Let's just mail this thing in. And I'm not saying people are going to look back on the season and remember how they finished because it was over this weekend. I don't know if people are going to remember how they finished over the last 12 games, but just go out with some dignity, like play tough, play hard, win some ball games. Because I will tell you, I started this show by talking about the 2021 team and how they finished, actually finished strong. That had value to me. 
that was valuable to me because I, I like to see them fight. I like to see them battle. I like to see them win ball games, even though they were out of it. You know, think of all those rebuilding years for the Orioles, the Astros before they were very good. You know, just so many clubs, the Pirates, the D-backs. The, all those fans still want to see the team win. Tanking is is often dumb in baseball. I mean, sometimes it can work. doesn't always work, you know, rebuilding like that. But everybody wants to see their team win even when they're out of the race. I think the idea, like, I just – I hope they lose every game from here on out. No, you don't. I mean, I would love for the Twins to finish 12-0. and It's not going to mean anything. It's not going to mean anything. But – it would matter and be more fun to watch these last 12 games. If they were winning, if they were hitting home runs, if they were pitching, if we saw some developments, like we saw Joe Ryan last year emerge, like at this time, right now he struck out 10 at Wrigley field and we're getting excited about Joe Ryan in the 2023 rotation. Josh Weiner had a quality start today. It's on a different scale, but things like that, Varlin Winder, I would love to see Woods Richardson. I want to see more Matt Walner. He's hitting the ball super hard. Things like that make it easier to, except that this season is over a season that had a lot of promise a season that had a lot of opportunity is now over and we're forced to look at a really long off season it's not it's too early to start talking about the off season and i mean you can you can start having those conversations but i'm telling you there's plenty of time for that there's a lot of time to talk about the off season and i get it people are starting to turn into winter mode starting to turn into 2023 mode is Korea coming back who's playing third who's in the rotation who's healthy can we rely on Kirloff when's Royce Lewis back we'll get to all those questions I promise you and, and those those questions a lot of them won't be answered until next spring so it's um it's it's a tough time I'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's a tough time right now I think people don't have any reason to watch the twins right now because they they, they lost games in the most annoying ways possible. Blowing games, blowing leads, especially to Cleveland over and over and over and over. If you don't do that, they're back in this thing. Blowing leads, not hitting, not hitting with runners in scoring position. There is no, there's no worse way to lose. I think I would prefer the starter gets, gets torched for eight runs then the twins blow another lead in the eighth or ninth inning. Like that is just so that takes its toll. That took its toll all year. And I think, you know, twins fans, and I, I can feel this. I don't want to generalize twins fans. You might feel this way. You may not. All of that happening, it, it builds up. And when it's over, you're like, I'm done. You know, a lot of people are just like, I'm done. I'm done with this team. They hurt me a lot this year. I held out hope because the division was terrible because they were in first place for a long time. I held out hope. And then they they lost, and it, it none of it mattered. None of that mattered. There there was this sense, oh, they're blowing these games, they're blowing these games, but they're still in it. And and you hoped, and you prayed, and you hoped, and you prayed that those games wouldn't be worth it. But at the end, they wouldn't matter, and they don't matter, but in a different way. You were hoping they wouldn't matter because the Twins made the playoffs anyway. Now all that pain doesn't matter. Like that was for nothing. You, you felt that for nothing, that it wasn't for a playoff chase. It wasn't for the high of a pennant race. It didn't even happen, really. We didn't even really get a pennant race. It, it wasn't a pennant race. I mean, the Twins got boat raced is what they <laughs> – it was a boat race by Cleveland. They're about to sweep the White Sox at guaranteed rate, and they, they beat the Twins four out of five and swept the Twins at target field. Like, this wasn't a pennant race. This wasn't a round robin we were hoping for. This was Cleveland taking control – and beating up on a, a Twins team that's played poorly for months and beating up on a White Sox team that's been pretty bad all year. 
it wasn't that exciting. And it, not, all of that was for nothing, essentially. All those losses, all that pain, all the, the blown leads, all the inept offense, all the injuries, hoping guys would come back, and ended up being for nothing at the end. And that's that's really frustrating. And that's why it leaves me in a, in a state like for this front office, for this coaching staff, there's no more benefit of the doubt. I mean, if they had any after 2019 and 2020, there's there's no more of that. Like it's time. It needs to get better. This is, I agree. This is not good enough. It's not good enough. It's frustrating. It's annoying. And it, it, it's it's time to go win some playoff games. And in order to do that, you got to make the playoffs. And now this is back to back years. They have not made the playoffs since since the COVID season, which feels like a super long time ago now. You know, and and they haven't won a playoff game in 18 tries in a row. I understand the frustration. I feel it too. And um, it's been tough. It's been a tough September for sure. It's been a really demoralizing, I would say, final couple months for the Twins. Injuries and bullpen blowing and and inept offense, all of those things. It takes its toll. I want to thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. Thanks for following along with me throughout this crazy season. I will not be done over these last 12 games. We'll have post games. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Don't make your second listen. The Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, and as always, go Twins.